Welcome to Inside the Multiverse with Carlos, Brad, and Matt. In tonight's episode, we discuss characters we would bring to a live-action movie or series. We give our reviews on Godzilla vs. Kong, and we rank the MonsterVerse movies. Follow us on Twitter at ITMultiverse. Now, explore with us as we go inside the multiverse. What's up, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Multiverse. Um, Carlos, Matt, Brad, how's it going, guys? Things are going pretty well. How are you guys doing? Can't complain at all. Yeah. So we're back here with another episode. Um, it hasn't been that crazy, like news-wise, but I think we got some fun stuff to you know go over. Um, we're gonna save, of course, the king, the was it Kong versus Godzilla? Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, Godzilla Ruby. versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. My bad. A god always comes before a king. I messed that up. I apologize. Um, but. Yeah, we're going to save that review, that discussion for the end of the show, pretty much. And um, we'll first start off with, you know, some a, a topic that was brought to us by our own Matt. Uh, so, Matt, what's our first topic today? So what I thought would be a fun topic is if we all thought of a character that we could bring to live action, whether it be a superhero, whether it be an anime character, whether it be a video game character, someone who we feel or at least we would enjoy seeing be portrayed in uh, on the big screen in a live action setting. So that's our first topic for tonight. Woo! Yeah, I'm going to say, like, I'm going to get it, like, right out. This was probably one of, like, the hardest things to come up with, just for me personally, because of the characters that I like right now at the moment. A lot of them are either on screen or they're planning to be on screen, right? They're, like, they're in production or pre-production, whatever it is. So I tried to steer clear away from those and try to go with someone, you know, a few different options. Um, so yeah, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and start off. Um, so my first one, I chose a few. My first one is uh, from, it's a DC character. Her name is Jessica Cruz. Um, she is a Green Lantern. She's a member of the Green Lanterns. She's a uh, you know, the Green Lantern of Earth. Now, the reason I chose her was my whole thing is like, I think it would be cool. Hey, Hal Jordan, Kyle Rayner, Guy Gardner, John Stewart are great. They're great. But I think adding this particular character, not only necessarily for diversity, but also just because you get to almost start, you have a lot more freedom with the character because she's fairly new. Her backstory isn't that fleshed out yet, you know, and her story's moving forward. Now, she is always paired up with another character, but personally, I would like to see her be on her own first. Um, her, her backstory kind of goes that um, she was on, like, a trip with some friends, and she witnessed a murder, and uh, they massacred her friends in front of her, and it left her traumatized. It left her with, like, an anxiety, PTSD kind of situation. So her whole story is she has to go through and battle this anxiety, this PTSD um, to eventually become a lantern. And she's even while she is a lantern, she's always constantly battling with the idea of that. I'm not good enough. Like, oh, am I good enough? I can't do it. Certain situations may even kind of trigger those same feelings that she got. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as a superhero, if you're putting that situation where you have to stop somebody shooting a gun or something like that, and you have a quick flashback to that, that's a big Thing, right and that's really relatable i think to what a lot of people go through and you know how 
we're starting to put more focus on mental health, realizing that it is a big thing. And I think it would be huge to see somebody who has gone through such a tragic experience and constantly dealing with it, try to still be a hero and eventually, you know, be able to make it up at the end, like become this hero. I think it would be really cool, especially one like Green Lantern, like a staple character in the DC universe. Yeah, so that's just kind of my first one. Um, I don't know if anybody else wants to go first, go next. Brad, you got anything? So uh, like Carlos, this was a tough question for me as well. Uh, Cause I mean, I feel like everything's already like come to life for me. Uh, a couple that I was going to do would have been like Moon Knight, but Disney plus series. Uh, so obviously I can't do that one cause that's already being uh, brought to life. Uh, so I ended up, it's not necessarily one character, but I did end up on uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. I figured, I figured. Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like that'd be really cool to see on the live action. Uh, I know like the whole like manga to anime to live action, it doesn't always go as planned. So it's, it's kind of breaking one of my rules, but I feel like if they can stay true to the source material, I feel like it could be really well done. Um, I mean, and there are a couple challenges. Um, Cause like, obviously like Yugi's hair, like how are you going to do that in live action? Yeah. Like without like either doing CGI or having someone wear a wig. So that's like one issue. And then also like what storyline would you go with? Ooh. Like, would you go with like the anime? Would you go with the manga? Um, so that's one that I picked, but I'm a little wary just because we've seen things like, I'm not really a Dragon Ball Z fan, but oh. that's probably like one of the worst live action Dude. adaptations ever. So um, and then what was the other one? Uh, Death Note? Yeah. Is that the bad I one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty bad uh, adaptation. And then, of course, Avatar. That's another one that was god awful. So, uh, you know, I'm a little wary of picking that one, but I, that's really the only thing I could come up with, honestly. For sure. All right. So, um, the one I picked, I don't know how much you guys know about Street Fighter, um, but the character I picked is from that. Uh, his name's Akuma. And he Ooh, okay. is basically um, an extremely powerful fighter. He is the uh, brother of Ken and Ryu's uh, master. So he's obviously a very uh, talented fighter. And I think it would be really cool to see him in a live action. Um, I even had an actor picked out for him. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Ong Bak or The Protector with Tony Jaa. Or know uh, yes. who Tony Jaa is. Yeah, yeah, I know who Tony Jaa is. Okay, he was in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Um, but he is an extremely, extremely talented martial artist, uh, gymnast, acrobat. So he would very, he would very well um, be able to pull off a lot of the Street Fighter moves and make it believable. Um, so I think he would be a really interesting character, and I would love to see him, um, that character, in a live action uh, setting. Yeah, can we just say that, like, I think it was two, right? There's been two Street Fighter movies have both fucking sucked. Yeah. More than, so I would hope they the, get it right. The one in the 90s was absolutely terrible. And then I think they, uh, well, I know they definitely did a, a Chun-Li movie as well yeah. with, uh, was it Kristen Crook from yeah. Smallville? Yeah. So mm -hmm. both those movies did, did not live up to par in terms of expectations for Street Fighter fans. Yeah, that's tough. I mean... I think your your guys's two selections definitely present the most challenges and just the adaptation because they haven't been successful. Um, but I would like to see either one of those. That would be really cool. Now I did pick like two more things. 
that I, I was kind of interested in. Mine, kind of like Brad, it wasn't necessarily a character. It's more of a like a series. And they have had one movie. But um, Matt, and I think you're kind of there with me too. Like I'm a big Pokemon fan. Like Pokemon, growing up, I have cards. I had cards. I have all my cards still. Um, I played, you know, the games. I played a lot of the games. And I think Detective Pikachu, cool. It gave me everything that I wanted. Like seeing the, you know, some of the Pokemon with textures on them was so dope. And seeing their like, you know, Charizard's power and like seeing him do like flamethrower, I, I was super excited. So I think doing like a legit Pokemon movie where you get like the, the main character going on a journey to try to hunt down maybe like some legendary Pokemon. And all the while he's kind of like going through maybe one or two gym battles to get some badges would be awesome. Would be awesome. And I think there's a lot of freedom that you can kind of play with, like, what starter does he pick? Who does he get? What uh, gen it's in? Because, you know, there's, what did we say? It's like eight gens. I think there's like eight generations. I think so, yeah. So there's a whole lot of starters that he could choose from. A lot of different eras you can set it in. And, um, yeah, it'd be fun. I think it'd be great. The fact yeah, that it I, hasn't happened yet annoys me. Yeah, I think that would be really cool to see, too, because I think you would get... Uh, just from the terms of a studio's um, incentive to make that movies, you're going to have a lot of the fans from like the beginning, the original mm -hmm. gamers that are like, Oh my God, like this is my childhood in a movie in, in live action. And then as you said, since there's eight gens, I mean, there's, there's so many different kinds of fans and different ages. So, you know, they could either make a movie that's kind of a mass appeal to all ages, or they can maybe focus on an older audience that would appreciate like the original Pokemon more, or maybe they go for the kids movie and it's more of like the current or, or more recent Pokemon. So I think there's a lot of incentive to make a movie like that. And actually, I'm, I'm with you. I'm surprised that they haven't done anything more than what they've already, what they already have. Yeah, for sure. So am I the only one that had like multiple? Did you guys just choose like one one kind of character you were looking at? I do have another one that I thought of okay. a couple minutes before we started, since you mentioned that you had more than one. And um, it's another anime character. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the show Yu Yu Hakusho. I've heard of the name. I've never seen yeah. it though. Yeah, okay, same. so it's um, from the, I think, either late 80s, early 90s, or it's like the early to mid 90s, but uh, it's an older anime. And I didn't know about it until I got into college um, from two of my friends and we watched it together. And growing up, I had really only watched Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, oh, this is the greatest anime ever. And then when I was done right. Yu Yu Hakusho, I'm like, oh, I like this show a lot more. So it's it's definitely a good show. If you like Dragon Ball Z, I think you would like Yu Yu Hakusho. But I would want to bring the the that series to live action and the main character, whose name is Yusuke Urameshi. Um, he is a high school um, kid who dies in the first episode but is then brought back as like this spirit detective and he basically the show is about him taking down these different demons and going through his trials and tribulations as the spirit detective so it's it's definitely a very interesting show and it's i would say a little more geared towards older um an older audience than it is kids so definitely something you guys should check out but that would definitely be a character I would love to see in a live action setting. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I mean, if it has like some mystery elements to it, like, you know, like crimes, like solving riddles and puzzles and trying to figure things out, that's like, right, you know, that could be, you know, detective tells me, you know, I get excited when I hear detective because I love detective stories. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be so honest, cool. <laughs> the character is kind of dumb. And that's like one of the jokes oh, about the show. Got it. Okay. So there's, there's not like a lot of figuring stuff out. That's just kind of the title of what he does. Okay. But, but it is still a really great show and the humor in it is really good. The action, the fighting, the storyline. So even though it doesn't have a lot of the detective aspect of it, um, I think you'd still like it. Okay. For sure. For sure. Brad got anything else? No, unfortunately, I only had that one. That was a really tough question for me. I know, dude. You being the big Marvel fan right now, you're living in the golden age. Like you're getting all oh, you could have ever wanted. I mean, Deadpool three is going to come out soon. You know, Marvel's going to have X Men back. Like all these things. I mean, really, all of us are kind of living in that age where we're so lucky to see all of this stuff start to get adapted. And I think it's really cool, and I'm super excited for it. Um, I'll throw out like one more. Before we move on just to kind of keep it going um so this one i chose it's like a recent cartoon it is more geared towards um like children but i i stumbled upon this cartoon a little while ago and i thought it was really cool and i really like it it's called uh victor and valentino and it's on like hbo max it's like on cartoon network and have either of you guys ever seen gravity falls or like heard of it or anything like that oh so basically the premise of Victor and Valentino is that they live in this town in Mexico with their grandma and the town has like all these really crazy spooky things going on with it. And they, it's a lot based on like Aztec, Mayan, you know, mythology that happens. So they deal with like some monsters or they'll deal with like, um, certain myths in like latino or latinx culture that's really cool and like that's one of the reasons why i you know started watching it because it brought back a bunch of stories that i used to be told when i was younger like about like there's one story about like something called la lechuza if you don't know what that is that's basically like owl that's a translation of owl so the story is like some owl lady if you're out tonight or whatever if you see her she's gonna kidnap you take you away it's, it's one of those things. And so I think it would be really cool once again to see something that kind of, there's a lot of people who have heard these stories growing up and to see that take place would be really fun. I think it'd be really cool to see. And yeah, so I really like the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that would that, be my last one. That sounds really interesting. I've always loved mythology, whether it's Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, uh, you know, any kind of mythology, I think, is always very interesting. And it, it sounds like that that's a lot of what it entails. So For that sure. would definitely be cool. And you know, I'll even check that out on HBO Max. Yeah, that's where it's at. Um, all right. So if that's all we got, let's move on to the next thing here. What else we got, Matt? Ooh, the Godzilla versus Kong review. So I'm a huge Godzilla fan. I think we've established that already in the past episodes. Matt, I think you feel very similarly. Brad, you're not as big of a Godzilla fan, I don't feel like, as the both of us. So I think, in all fairness, you should go ahead and kind of give your overall thoughts on the movie first. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was a good movie. Um, I thought there was a lot of, like, discourse on the movie, like, on Twitter or, like, whatever it may be. And, like, people were saying that, like, it, you know, it was stupid or, like, I even saw like one like writer saying like, oh, the script isn't intelligent. Like, come on, like you're coming to watch a, a monkey and a lizard like fight to the death. Like what, I, you know, what do you need like out of the script 
to like make you know it just so like some of the discourse i thought i saw on it was dumb and but it didn't it didn't ruin my uh you know my it didn't sour my taste on the movie uh, i definitely enjoyed it uh i enjoyed a lot of the the fight scenes were awesome uh a lot of the cinematography was really cool like when he was going through uh middle world what's what was that place called? hollow earth oh hollow earth yeah uh, the middle lord of the rings <laughs> never never middle seen that world. either you dirty piece of shit but uh yeah but yeah anyways when they were going through there like where uh, it had like the upside down and then he was like you know kind of like doing like those big uh landscapes of him like swinging through so i thought that was really cool uh and you know my guy king kong he held his own all right he he won round two he won around you know i i i was told that he would get his clock cleaned and maybe he did, but he won a round. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he put up... Well, once I saw the movie and I realized, like, oh, snap. The way they're going to counter Godzilla's power level, because that power level is ridiculous, is Kong is intelligent. And so then I was like, oh, okay. So he's going to... Yeah, and opposable thumbs. like the, you know. So he's going to have those steps where... He's going to take, you know, be able to have a one-up on Godzilla here and there. Um, my thoughts, I enjoyed the movie. I've been a big fan of, like, all these creatures for a while. So this has been something that I really wanted to watch. Um, I don't care that it didn't have people in it all that often or that their their stuff was, like, not that important, kind of just there. To me, I wasn't coming to Godzilla versus Kong to see you know, humans. That's not what I was here to do. I mean, yeah, the humans do add some like context to the idea, but even then they, you know, didn't really do much because you kind of understood it, right? Like you understood why, like the director set up a good thing in the beginning of like Godzilla's going around kind of imposing himself on all these different uh, kaiju, on all these different creatures. And he's got one more to do it to. Right. And so here it is. And I thought that was perfect. Um, I, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed the fact that they went back to Tokyo, like, you know, harping back to like the old, you know, call call back to the old movies where he's, you know, tearing down Tokyo a lot. So I, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah. Overall, I just really liked it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, and I had a bunch of fun watching it. So, I, I mean, I can only imagine what it would have felt like in an actual like theater. I think that oh, was yeah. the only thing that was missing, right? Is just mm -hmm. seeing, like you said, that shot, all those shots were really beautiful and really shot really nice. Imagine seeing it on like a giant screen. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, those, those were kind of just my overall thoughts on it. Matt, what about you? Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with both you guys in terms of the cinematography. I think one thing that the MonsterVerse movies have uh, done a really great job with is the cinematography. There's been a lot of really cool shots in all four of the movies, um, so that didn't surprise me at all to see that in this one. Um, I, I really enjoyed the movie. As Brad said, you know, we're not coming to this movie expecting like Golden Globe or Emmy performances. You know, this isn't uh, Casablanca, this isn't, you know, any of those great movies that you think of um, when you hear, you know, like uh, sit, uh, great cinema pieces. So just watching a, a giant ape, a giant lizard fight is really entertaining and that's really all you needed. 
Um, one thing I liked uh, was in the previews, the one character, I forget his name, but he was basically like the conspiracy theory guy that thought everything. Yeah. At first in the previews, I thought they were kind of making him out to be like a joke and he was just there for the humor. But as I was watching the movie, I actually really came to appreciate his character, yeah. especially just getting that little bit about his wife passing away. And, you know, he was holding that flask on. And if if you saw him drinking that, that meant he was giving up hope. So I, I liked that aspect of it. it. The little part of the human element I thought was just enough. And it was there to give you context and keep you a little more interested. Um, I liked the fact that they had and showed King Kong being able to use sign language and understood it. And even his yes. reasoning for why he didn't let the, the scientists know that he can do that. And he only would communicate with the little girl because he was basically afraid of being exploited for what he is and, and used as like a pawn. So I, I thought that was really cool too. And then um, I, I thought it was a little predictable with what was going to happen. Um, I know that Carlos had said before, they're basically going to do the Batman versus Superman story, but just do it even better. And I, I thought they did. Um, so it, it was predictable. But again, you know, I'm, I'm watching this movie to watch Godzilla vs. King Kong. I'm not expecting to be blown away by the storyline or the acting of the, the humans. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I didn't love the route they went with Mechagodzilla. I was maybe looking too deep into it and thought because they were using Ghidorah's head that maybe there's going to be a kind of a twist that Ghidorah was kind of um, in control the entire time yeah. and was like influence, influencing the humans and letting them think like, oh, we can use Ghidorah's head to make Mechagodzilla so we can have, you know, a, a defense against Godzilla while Ghidorah was thinking like, nope, I'm just using you guys to get a body so I can fight again and, and destroy everything. So I thought maybe they'd go in that direction, which they didn't. But um, yeah, I thought it was great. I loved the... Um, hollow earth uh, aspect of it and i hope that we can get we can get more movies from this because i think there's definitely a lot of directions that they can go in and uh, a lot more kaiju that they can bring to kind of challenge godzilla and as as brad said kong did get round two so it wasn't a, a clean sweep for godzilla but i'm glad right. that the uh, the right alpha won and in the end which was godzilla so sorry brad i know kong's your guy but godzilla is the true king yeah he got the fucking shit beat out of him. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, Brad, you got anything else you want to add on, like, Godzilla? Any little points that you liked about it? Um, well, I do want to talk about one thing, because uh, uh, just, like, from a box office perspective, uh, this mm -hmm. it's going to be kind of interesting to see how this plays out, because it did really well in China, but it mm -hmm. hasn't done that well in the U.S., but it also did really well on HBO Max. Uh, so much so that HBO Max has said that it did better than any of the movies they've released to this point. Mm. So okay. I'm just I'm just wondering how that looks for like the future of movies um, with them doing like these like straight to straight to home, you know, like same day it comes out in the theater, you're able to watch it on your TV at home. So I'm wondering how that's going to play out in terms of like the box office and like uh, going to like an actual movie theater again. Because like if everybody's watching it on HBO Max, what's where's the incentive for them to keep playing it in the movie theaters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree with that. And I I read an article too that said um, because of the lack of success that King of All Monsters had, they were expecting it to do better uh, financially. 
uh, they don't have any plans for future MonsterVerse projects yet, and they were waiting to see how this movie did. And I'm hoping that it does well enough for them to make more because, you know, obviously I'm a fan of it, but Brad brings up a good point of, you know, what will the the outcome be based on um, how they do financially and how HBO Max affects that. Yeah, I think that's the tricky thing is like this whole pandemic stuff has kind of, you know, made the future of movie going experiences a little, you know, a little un uneasy a little unsure like we're not sure how it's going to pan out because this way of watching movies is more convenient for some people especially some people who may have families and they want to watch movies with their kids but you know they don't want to take them to the movies so i i think that is going to be interesting to see if the viewership on godzilla versus kong is consistent you know like if there's if it's a drastic fall off then maybe they kind of go like well was it worth it? Was it not? You know, I, that that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Um, back to the movie, though. I think one thing that I really enjoyed about it was um, the the young girl. I, I really liked her character. I thought she was just enough of a tether to the human aspect of stuff that made me, like, really enjoy it. Anytime she was on screen, I always wanted to see her interaction with Kong. Just, you know, just to see how they were, what they were talking about how they were acting and it was interesting that it took them a while to kind of say that you know he knew sign language and she knew that's how they were communicating because at first it kind of just seemed like oh it was a sense you know like she can sense his heartbeat she can sense i, I thought it was like she could sense how he was feeling but in reality he was telling her how he was feeling and i thought that was really cool to see um yeah i i enjoyed her character i thought um, after a little bit more thinking about it, I think the only two things that maybe I would have hoped would have been like tweaked were like the score. So I think what made the, and we'll kind of get into the rankings, what made the previous movie, Godzilla King of Monsters, slightly better for me was like anytime one of the big kaiju was on screen, you kind of like felt the seriousness in the score and Brad, I don't know if you've seen that movie yet. I don't think you have. Right. So it's like, you felt the, the presence and I mean, you kind of get that just because of the sheer size of the creatures. But I also think like, it would have been cool to keep some of that, some of those tethers of score in. And I think, man, Oh, this was just a nitpicky thing, but like, you know the the actress actor who played um what was his name something simmons the head of apex mm -hmm. and, uh, and yeah yeah and his his daughter so those actor and actresses are that actor and that actress are both mexican and i was like really bummed that they didn't at least give them like mexican names like just from a nitpicky thing like why can't they be heads mm. of apex with you know why did they have to name them renamed them like something Simmons. And I was like, uh, you know, cause the dude has an accent. Like it's yeah. unmistakable. He has an accent. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but other than that, I enjoyed it. Liked it. I would recommend it. Go watch it. Yeah. I have a question for you, Carlos. Um, Brad, What's you up? probably can't answer it since you haven't seen the first two Godzilla movies, but I know that they said that Godzilla and King Kong were the same size, but was it just me or did it seem like, King Kong was smaller than what Godzilla looked like in the first Godzilla movie. Like, I feel like Godzilla looked way bigger 
in the first yeah. movie, and then King Kong looked like a lot smaller than that in this movie. Because I was just thinking, like, if you had that little girl next to Godzilla, I feel like Ooh. she would look so much smaller. But when she yeah. was next to King Kong, like, obviously, there's a huge size difference. But yeah. I don't know. It just, it just, to me, didn't seem like Kong actually looked to be the same size as Godzilla. Yeah, no, I, I think they kind of played with the scale. Because, you know, in Kong Skull Island, they, they mentioned how, um, you know, how he's young and he's still growing. Right, and he'll eventually grow to be that king or whatever it is. I, I, the whole time I was kind of watching though, I, I didn't feel that they were the same size. Like I felt that uh, that Kong was slightly smaller. You know, which played in which played into the the fighting style because Kong fought with a little bit more intelligence, and it also seemed he used a little bit more like agility, and he, he you know his agility, his climbing, and all those kind of things. Um, I'm wondering if he shrunk for this movie, Godzilla, at all, too. I think that's another question. Because, dude, in that first one, Godzilla is massive. Like, he is just, like, the the perspective you get sometimes when he's standing next to things in that first movie is crazy. He is massive. And then in uh, King of Monsters, you can tell that he's, like, a big creature. He's so big. So I don't know if they kind of just played with his size, Godzilla's size, to make it seem like a less physically imposing thing to kind of give him a better physical match. But yeah, hope that answered your question. I think that's how. That's yeah, how I, I just I didn't know if it was just me or not. It just didn't seem like they were equal in size. So it, no. it was just I, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't just me. No, yeah, for sure, for sure, you could tell. Yeah, like I, I know the director had talked about, like he kind of had to adjust and give um, Kong wins at certain times, just because of how powerful Godzilla is. Like he had to force himself to make sure that you know Kong wasn't just getting thrashed every scene, every scene that they were fighting. So he had to readjust things and make sure that okay, Kong wins this one. All right, like it was something like that. It was. He had to be very attentive to that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want Brad or our listeners to think I don't like Kong because, I mean, I, <laughs> if if I had to go into a fight against a giant creature, I mean, King Kong would be one of my top choices as yeah. my, I, I don't even want to say ally, as my protector. That's basically what he would be. But, I yep. mean, when you look at him compared to Godzilla, I mean, Godzilla has the super strength, which Kong obviously has, but Godzilla also has the atomic breath. He has regenerative abilities, which Kong doesn't have. And there's just so many things that are in Kong's or in uh, Godzilla's uh, favor. So I, I feel like it's just hard to make it believable that King Kong would be able to beat Godzilla. But he put up a great fight. And again, if, if I had to go up against some crazy creature or alien creature, Kong would be one of my first choices to help. So, Brad, how did you feel about when your boy was like in the water? being dragged to the depths and Godzilla had his like tail wrapped around him. Did you think, Oh shit, it's a rat. And that's what that, I was, that was honestly, that was a tough scene. Cause like, you know, <laughs> I was thinking back to like our group chat and then I was like, I was pretty, I was vehemently uh, defending King Kong. So I was like, Oh shit, like, he's going to get his ass kicked the whole movie. But then uh, what they do, they sound like a bunch of bombs down and they save King Kong. Yeah. And then, you know, thankfully, you know, he, he had to come back, you know, he won round two. 
Um, so I, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't have to run back to the group chat with the tail completely between my legs, but <laughs> dude, I, I mean, as soon as I saw that they were going to fight in water, I was like, fuck, this is going to be bad for, you know, Kong. Like he, he, he kind of used his skills to jump from like boat to boat, which I thought was like super cool. Um, but yeah, that was, that was like crazy. I was like, fuck, he's really going to get close to dying here. Obviously he's not going to die. It's still like the first act, but you know. I was it was a super cool scene um so anybody have any last thoughts about the movie anything they want to share no okay um, so oh what's up Brad? so the so the director he actually uh there was actually an end credit scene but he had to pull it oh yeah he didn't say like so, what it was no uh i don't mm. i don't think he's gonna release it uh, maybe I've... it'll be on like a director's cut or something i don't know but maybe it was related to the monster verse, and then now, you know, the future's up in the air. I don't know. I saw an article, and this may be completely different than what you saw. Um, so, you know, I, you could entirely be right. But I did see something that said he was originally going to have a post credit scene, but he had to put it in the movie because they weren't sure if they were going to make more after this. So mm. based on the article I read, which still it might be um, different than what you saw, but it was the scene basically where Kong is in hollow earth at the end. And mm. also when Godzilla is walking back into the water, that was supposed to be like the post credit scenes, just showing that oh. they've kind of gone off in their own direction. And, you know, Kong's going to become the protector of hollow earth and, and deal with whatever's down there. And Godzilla's going back to the water until, the next kaiju appears and he has to defend his uh, defend his title or defend earth so that's mm. just based on the article i read though so i mean that doesn't mean it's right or not but that's just something i read okay for sure oh i have a question so i don't know brad maybe you can chime in a little bit but definitely matt um if they do make another one let's say they go forward with another kaiju movie another godzilla movie who would you want to see him fight next because i think that's a big like, yeah, he's already I'm... fought Ghidorah. He's fought Rodan. He's fought alongside Mothra. He's fought Kong. Yeah, I'm looking up the name of it now. It's the one that has the um, two, um, like, uh, I don't know if oh. you want to call them. And he has, like, the laser eye yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find what his name is. I mean, Space Godzilla would be kind of cool because Space Godzilla, if I remember correctly, was the only monster in all the Godzilla movies that actually killed Godzilla at one point. But the one yeah. I'm thinking of... Um, it's, he's almost like got like Praying Mantis type yeah, blades. Uh, or like Scyther. Gigan. Gigan. Yeah. Gigan. Yeah, Gigan. That would be a pretty cool one because I watched a lot of the Godzilla movies as a kid. Um, I've even tried to rewatch some of them now, but just watching Stuff. movies like that in the sixties, it's, it's hard to watch. But, um, I remember him from my childhood. Obviously yeah. I didn't remember his name, but I remember what he looked like. Um, but I think that would be a really cool monster for us to see next. Um, so I would say him space Godzilla, even Destroyer. Um, I think those, any of those three would be a, a pretty good, uh, enemy for Godzilla. This version of yeah. Godzilla. Brad, what do you think about Gigan? Yeah, I know you had to uh, probably Google them. I'm, I, is this not a Power Ranger villain? <laughs> he does look like one. Uh, 
Just like Dude. the picture I'm looking at, like he totally looks he like said, a Power Ranger villain. Godzilla should go after Ivan Ooze. <laughs> Godzilla versus Ooze. Damn. What about this uh, Anguru dude? Dude, Angiris? Yeah. He looks cool. I was going to say Angiris. Is he kind of the one that looks like... Um, kind of like a rhino? Yeah, he's like bipedal or quadrupedal, right? He's like on all fours. He's got kind of like a shell looking thing and he's almost got like a rhino face. Yeah, he's like if a rhino and a porcupine like made love. Yeah. Dude. I think, I think he's one of Godzilla's uh, allies. If I'm yeah. remembering correctly, mm. and there, he also may have been in. Um, was he? Because I, I remember in King of the Monsters, they had a few like really quick clips of mm. some of the like classic kaiju. I don't remember if he was one of them, but um, it'd be really cool to see him, regardless. Because I mean, he just he looks awesome. Yeah, dude. So funny about that that you bring him up, Brad. There's a scene in like an old Godzilla movie that like kind of haunts me to this day it's one where like Angiris gets like cut or something and like his blood starts to come out and the blood is like this like weird orange and like weird consistency and i just remember watching it when i was young thinking like it scared the shit out of me i was like what the fuck is that like it's it creeped me out so much that it stuck with me to this day like anytime i think about godzilla i'll think about that scene and it freaks me out for some weird reason so the um, giant monsters didn't scare you. It was one of them bleeding that scared you. Exactly. Dude, yeah. Yes. Okay. Like, I can't explain <laughs> it at all. Like, dude, it's the weirdest obsession I had when I was younger. Yeah, and it was the bleeding. The bleeding freaked me out. Um uh okay, well, if that's all we got on Godzilla versus Kong, um, last little thing here is I, I thought it would be kind of cool to take the time to just kind of rank them, you know, because we're not sure if we're ever gonna see these movies. Or in a continuation. So um, let's go with Brad. Your list is going to be the shortest. What are your ranks? How do you rank these MonsterVerse movies? <laughs> so as much as I love uh, Kong Skull Island, because uh, it does have like one of my favorite death scenes in like a movie ever, uh, when he nice. when he takes the d- double grenades <laughs> and then he yeah. runs at him and then he gets tail left into a cliff, like that yeah. was that was fantastic. Um, so I'd have to put that one second. And then uh, Godzilla King of Mon- or uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. That would be my first choice. Yeah, for sure, dude. Um, I think the other one that tripped me out on that movie, the other death that like tripped me out, is the guy like looks up and then gets the like stick in his mouth or whatever it is, like the leg through his face. That mm-hmm. one like was pretty bad. That was, that was it was like the stick bug um, or whatever. Matt, you want to go? Yeah, it was like that giant stick bug, and it puts his like leg through his mouth. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. That's real fucked up. Yeah, uh, Matt, uh, what are your rankings? Um, so mine, and this is just my preference. Um, I know a lot of people might disagree with it, but for me, I think the best one was the uh, first Godzilla movie um, with Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Tyler Johnson. Uh, after that, I would have Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then third, I would have Godzilla vs. Kong. And then fourth, I'd have mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island. And again, this is not bashing on Kong. I really loved Kong Skull Island. You know, it's not like this is going A, B, C, D. This is more like A, A minus, B plus, B. So I think Kong Skull Island is a really great movie. I It probably has my favorite cast of all three of, or yeah. all four of the movies. You know, um, having Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, um, John Goodman. It's I, just a great, uh, great cast. But 
for me, I have Godzilla ranked as one because, as I said, I grew up watching these movies. Um, you know, I even as a kid with the 1998 version with Matthew Broderick, like I was excited to see that because even though yeah. it was a terrible movie and a terrible portrayal of Godzilla, it was still Godzilla. So I was like, I got to watch it. So it, it, it had been a while since we had seen a Godzilla movie and there had been other ones since that movie um, that were made in Japan and stuff. So there have been other ones that I've seen in between those two, but it was just the anticipation of seeing Godzilla and in that one scene where they're at the airport and it's the first time we see Godzilla in his entirety and the camera is just panning up and you're just like, when is it going to, like, when are we going to get to his head? So for me, it was just that, that one scene. I was just like, that's what I was looking for when I went to see this movie. It's just that build up to it. And then the other scene that I just absolutely loved is at the very end when he kills the monster and rips his mouth open and shoots his breath down and he's just holding that head. I mean, it was just such a badass moment. I was just like, this is like the Godzilla I want to see. So for me, I have that as first just because of the anticipation that I had for that movie and for the character. Um, And then Godzilla King of Monsters, seeing Ghidorah in, in such a grand size, that was really cool too. So um, oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's my ranking. I don't know uh, what yours is, but I have a feeling you don't have Godzilla as the first. <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, I do not. Um, but it, you know, mine goes Godzilla, King of Monsters, just because of the like scale of everything. Like Brad, you got to watch these movies, dude. Like you got to go back and watch Godzilla and Godzilla King of Monsters. They're just so like you see Ghidorah and you kind of get the explanation, the little backstory, and then you realize like, oh shit, this is a real threat. Like this is no joke. Like this is an actual threat. Somebody that can really, you know, kill him if he's not, you know, able to handle it. So I really, really liked that movie. It was so good. Then to see Rodan and Mothra, it was great. It was everything I wanted. Um, Now, number two for me would be Godzilla, just because of like the anticipation thing that you talked about. And I thought the director, who's the director again? Was it Trevor Um, I forget who the director was. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, can you do a search on that? Yeah, and while I'm doing that real quick, I forgot to mention, and I wanted to make sure that I did say it, was uh, another reason why I loved Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters is Ken Watanabe. I think he is an amazing actor, and I loved his character and the connection that it had with the original um, backstory of Godzilla of, you know, being this creation or creature created from humans doing nuclear bombs and nuclear testing and having the kind of throwback to um, his watch is at the same time as when the nuclear bombs hit um, Hiroshima. So I thought that was really cool. And um, the director of the first uh, Godzilla was Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought he did a really good job of setting up like anticipation Cause it was constant, like, you know, in the movie, Brad, you know, there's slight spoilers, but in Godzilla 2014, there's this constant feeling of like, you almost get to see him and then there's a cut and then you almost get to see him. Then there's a quick cut. Right. So it's this like quick thing of like, when is it going to pay off? When is it going to pay off? And when it finally hits, it hits. Like you get to see, like Matt said, you get to see him the scale and you're like, holy shit. You get to mm-hmm. see him fight and you're like, fuck, that's crazy. Like the payoff in that movie was so good. I know some people bitched and complained about like, oh, it was too long. Oh, I didn't get, I'm like, dude, it, it's a buildup. It's 
to build up, enjoy it. So I I, I got Godzilla 2014. It's two. Um, third is Godzilla versus Kong. I liked it. It was great. It was fun. And then fourth is obviously Kong Skull Island. Like Matt said, nothing against Kong Skull Island. I thought it was a really good movie. It probably had the best cast. I think you said that too, right, Matt? That it had the best cast out of all the movies, just human-wise. Like they were knocking it out of the park. But you know, I like bits and things of the other movies better. So yeah, those those are my rankings. Yeah, I think for me, the reason why one of the reasons why Kong is the fourth one is just because of the the villain, so to speak, the skull crushers or whatever they were called. Skull crawlers. Skull crawlers. Yeah, they just weren't as. I mean, they were obviously scary looking. If you saw that in real life, you'd be like, "Well, I'm dead." But yeah. com- compared to the other monsters that you get in the Godzilla movies, I just don't think that they were on the same level. And I know that in this movie, Kong is still kind of like a teenager, so he's not at his full power yet either. But um, yeah, I, I just felt like the uh, villain didn't hold up as didn't held up as well as uh, the ones did for Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I think Brad, you got anything to add on your list of two? Anything else? Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I know this is a very uh, you know heavy one for Matt and myself, but you know I hope Brad, you'll go and like watch these movies and just let us know what you think, dude, because I think they're pretty cool. Pretty cool. They're fun fun to watch um if that's all we got then i'm gonna go ahead and say we thank everybody for listening we hope listening or watching depending on where you're getting this at um we hope you go subscribe to the youtube channel go and you know listen on apple podcast spotify all that stuff and just let us know what you think um you can go ahead and follow the page at itm it multiverse right see even i forget it's not in time it multiverse and uh just let us know what you think um yeah other than that yeah perfect right there in that little bubble for you see i don't even have to say it anymore so go ahead and give us a follow and let us know what you think um thank you guys for everything and we'll see you next time